Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. And my name is Bebop, hero of 1,000 realms, vanquisher of the Messingham, savior of the one, Jonathan Messenger. That's a, that's a lot of titles, Bebop. Well, I feel like we really glossed over the fact that I saved your life just a few weeks ago. Well, I really do appreciate it, Bebop. So I wanted to give myself a few more titles like Bebop, the once and future robot, or King Bebop, guardian of the multiverse. Ooh, I, I kind of like that one. Right. It really rolls off the tongue. You forgot one honorific, though, Bebop. What's that? Bebop! Jonathan's sidekick. I honestly can't even speak right now because I'm so mad. Okay, I'm just joking with you, Bebop, the mighty podcaster of light. Eh, we'll workshop that one. (laughs) Okay, well, while that one is being worked on, let's get into the next episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, the kids convinced Bunce to show off a little of his magic but he mispronounced one of the incantations and accidentally shrunk an entire planet. Now the kids have to go and try to reverse the damage in The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Welcome to Tiny Town. Initially, the troop had insisted that Bunce stay back on the Shakespeare while they investigate, but because Bunce was the only one who knew magic, and who could potentially reverse the spell that he'd cast, shrinking a once normal-sized planet to the size of a galactic basketball, he had to come along. In truth, the planet wasn't the size of an actual basketball, it was more the size of an asteroid. As they approached, they could see the blue dot was still there in space, but about a tenth the size that it once was. It was decided that just Bunce, Finn, Abigail, and Foggy would go down to the Explorer Pod. They were nervous to bring too many explorers at once and look like an invading squadron. As the Explorer Pod landed on a large rock, Finn was already convinced this was a bad idea. Bunce had insisted on piloting the pod, and he was obviously rusty. He landed the pod with a crunch and a bang, and it teetered slightly on the uneven ground. Well, that was a perfect landing, said Bunce. What? said Abigail. You landed us like a one-legged pelican. Exactly, said Bunce. The grace of nature. The explorers all climbed out, and immediately it was clear they were in trouble. How about you? A swarm of tiny aliens, all brandishing swords the size of toothpicks, rushed at the explorers. Foggy grabbed Abigail and Vale and flew off the ground while Bunce was left to scramble atop the explorer pod by himself. No room in your arms for me up there, eh, Foggy? said Bunce. Sorry, sir, my hands are full. The tiny aliens, which looked like fuzzy hamsters, threw spears and shot arrows at the explorers, but their range was limited, and there was little they could do with their weapons reduced to the size and heft of toenail clippings. Please, shouted Finn. We come in peace. We don't mean you any harm. We're here to help. At this, many of the hamster aliens laughed and hurled even more tiny weapons at the explorers. One larger alien, about the size of a small guinea pig, 
had managed to climb onto the pod next to Bunce. It put its tiny paws to its mouth and whistled loudly. Friends! Countrymen, please! Cease for a moment! There was a hubbub, but the hamsters stood down and turned to their apparent leader. The flying boy up there says he is here to help. We should grant him an audience. Never! cried several of the hamsters and began hurling toothpicks at Finn. Ah, Ow! shouted Finn as one of the tiny weapons poked him in the shin. The head hamster whistled again. (whistles) He climbed up onto Bunce's boot for a better perch. By all means, make yourself comfortable, grumbled Bunce. Please, these are desperate times. We have been reduced to miniature versions of ourselves, and these strangers say they can help. We must listen! The hamsters seemed to buy this logic and quieted down. They all turned to Finn to hear what he had to say. Thank you, said Finn. We, um, we were, we, we are, um, we saw what happened to your planet, and we believe we can help. There was a murmur of interest among the hamsters. The man there, Finn pointed at Bunce, he wields great magic, the type of magic that shrunk your planet, and we believe he is powerful enough to reverse what happened to you. Bunce beamed at the hamsters, who looked at him with awe. Does this mean, did you shrink our planet with this magic? Asked the great hamster. Of course not, said Bunce. I would never do that. Mostly I just changed the color of the planets. That's more my thing. The hamsters did not seem comforted by this, but Abigail asked Foggy to bring them to the ground, and the rodent army spread out in a circle, allowing them to land. I know this is an unbelievable thing that has happened to you, said Abigail, but please, you have to let us try to make this right. What do you mean, make this right? said one of the hamsters. So you did do this to us? Um, said Abigail. We didn't do it, said Foggy. None of us standing on this ground did it. Finn smiled. The robot had found a strange little loophole of truth. Bunce was standing on the pods, so he wasn't part of Foggy's denial. But Finn also felt guilty. These aliens didn't deserve what had happened to them, even though they were clearly a war-loving kind. And it wasn't right to lie to the aliens. The head hamster jumped off Bunce's boot and back to the ground. You there! He shouted at Foggy. Up! Foggy as if this little hamster was the scariest creature he'd ever seen, followed the command instantly. He lowered his hand to the ground, and the hamster scurried on. Foggy lifted the leader up and held him high to give him a proper platform. Okay, let's see it. He wanted to see Bunce do some magic. Bunce opened the explorer pod and pulled out a scroll. He picked it up to read it. The planet shook and then split into two. Everyone was stunned as the other half of the planet coasted away into space. The hamsters brandished their tiny swords. No, wait, yelled Bunce. The other half of the planet flew back and glued itself back to their half. Let me try this again. This is called the Great Bellows Spell. Bunce put his face to the ground and blew like he was playing a mega trombone solo. The planet inflated like a balloon. He blew again, and the planet expanded again. He blew one more time, and it was almost back to normal size. The change was staggering. The explorer pod, 
perched atop a rock when they had landed was now on top of a mountain, and the explorers were at the bottom. Unfortunately, the aliens were still all the same size. This is not good enough, said the tiny hamster leader. Bunce, whose lips were still pressed to the ground, turned to the hamsters. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, what is that sound? Air was escaping from the hole in the ground where Bunce's face had been pressed. Oh. Oh, no, said Bunce. Like a great, enormous balloon that had been filled with air and then released, the planet began shuddering and flying out of its orbit, zipping and zooming this way and that. Everyone, explorers, tiny hamsters, foggy, all rolled around on the ground, the explorers trying not to crush the little furballs. When the planet finally came to a rest, it was miles and miles out of orbit, deflated and even smaller than it was before. Okay, well, let me try once more, said Bunce. No! cried the hamsters. The head hamster pointed to the sky. There was a bigger problem now. The planet had come to a halt just outside the atmosphere of another planet in the galaxy. You have brought us right next to the planet of our enemies, the ones we have warred with over and again for centuries. The only thing keeping the peace has been the distance between our two worlds. Well, good. Maybe I did you a favor, said Bunce. Maybe you can all settle this now. Sure, said the hamster. Except now we are teeny tiny and they are not. Finn looked at the sky and saw what looked like a giant warship coming toward them. Uh, Bunce, any chance you can blow this balloon away again? All right, so Bunce has been at it again with his magic and has gotten them into even more trouble than last time. What is going to happen when that warship arrives and the teeny tiny aliens have to fight? Well, hopefully they won't have to fight. Hopefully the explorers can figure out some way to intervene and keep the peace. But we won't know until next week. So thank you guys so much for listening. I need a favor from you. If you have any ideas for spells that Bunce could cast, things that magic could do to a planet, to aliens, uh, anything you know you think that Bunce could do with his magic, send them in. Send them to earth at fincaspian.com. Subject line, spells. And uh, maybe Bunce can cast one of your spells in a future episode. All right, thanks so much, and we will see you next week. Thanks for coming back and having more fun with us this week. Please do send in your sounds, your art, and your spells. I need spells for Bunce. And even if you want to just tell me what the language is, what words Bunce says when he casts his spells. Right now it's all being gobbledygook. But if you have ideas, send them to earth at fincaspy.com. Subject line, spells. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspy is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more great shows for your family, go to gzmshows.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. For I am Bebop, the great ender of shows.
Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.